Going Linux episode 273, Online Meetings with Linux. Welcome to the Going Linux podcast. I'm your host, Larry Bushy. And I'm your co-host, Bill. Whether you are new to Linux, upgrading from Windows to Linux, or just thinking about moving to Linux, this podcast will provide you with valuable information and advice that will help you in going Linux. We hope that you find this and all our episodes helpful in learning about Linux and its applications and using them to get things done. In today's episode, online meetings from a Linux computer. Hey, Bill. Hey, Larry. What's up? Hey, it's been a long time since we recorded. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like five minutes yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're recording, we're kind of recording back to back because you're going on vacation and we want to make sure that we have some episodes to ship out. So, yeah, we want the episodes to come out on time, even though I'm not here. And, uh, Bill, uh, you're. You won't let me in uh, your recording studio anymore. So. Yeah, I turned on the security system, locked the door, got the guard dog ready to go. So. We have to record now because last time I was in the recording studio, I broke everything. So yeah, that that may be true, yeah. but uh, yeah. So uh, we'll do, we'll just play it safe and uh, we'll record them in advance. So <laughs> so in this episode, I don't think we're going to have an advanced episode on this topic unless something happens in the technology that leapfrogs it light years ahead uh, between now and our next recording. It is an interesting topic, and there's a lot to talk about. Yes. Basically, online meetings with video and, and screen sharing have been something that is done in the business environment. But these days, video podcasters and trainers conducting webinars are, are also using this technology. And despite its increasing popularity and the variety of software and cloud-based applications that exist for holding a video conference and sharing your screen with others, not all of these solutions work well on all operating systems. All of them work well with Windows. Most of them work well with OS X, but Linux and Linux-based systems like Android and Chrome OS and Linux itself may not have all the features available for users who actually use this kind of software on Windows. Yeah. Now, whether you need this this kind of application for work, um, you're providing like on, online tutorials, or you simply just want to video chat with friends or family, like me and you do all the time, Larry. Right. We thought you'd like to know uh, what works and what doesn't work on the Linux system. So we started out with the two most popular, Skype and Google Hangouts. Right. So we're going to review each of these in a similar fashion and give you our opinions on each. First one is Skype. And we're going to talk about their installed client software, Skype. And on Linux, it is uh, available, of course. And as with many applications from Microsoft, about every other Skype update creates incompatibilities and causes crashes. So use it at your own risk, but it's definitely the most popular screen sharing and video conferencing software out there uh, for all cross-platform use. And as I said, it's available for Linux. Its voice quality is phone quality. It's not the same sort of quality you would get from some of the other technology out there. It's been around a long time and they have highly compressed audio but it's quite fine for voice calls and things like that. I wouldn't try to play music or 
you know, try to get super high quality audio out of it. But for voice conversations and even for video conversations, it's just fine. And um, with the Skype client, you can both share your screen with other people and you can see uh, the screens that other people are sharing with you. That's not the case with all of these software programs that we're going to be reviewing. And with Skype, you can do video uh, chat as well. Video sharing works and you can use it with just about any webcam that works with your computer. For recording, you need external software. Skype itself doesn't come with recording software. So if you're doing something like a tutorial or you're doing something like a, um, an interview with someone for a podcast, you're going to need some additional recording software like Audacity. Uh, and if you're doing video, you'll need some other video recording software as yeah. well. Okay, our next one is Google Hangouts. Uh, voice quality, a little bit better than phone quality, I would say. Uh, screen mm -hmm. sharing, you can see shared screens. Uh, you can share your screen. Uh, vid video sharing works okay. Uh, works with about any web browser, uh, Firefox, Chrome, Opera. So that's, that's kind of a good thing. Recording, I don't know. I think there is a way that you record it in the software, but I'm not 100% sure because we, we haven't used it to record. I know there are some, some podcasts that use um, uh, Google Hangouts as sharing. Uh, they, they record it and use that as uh, their, their show. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good software. And as I recall, Google Hangouts, when you do the recording, it actually posts it directly to YouTube. Oh. So, yeah, it posts it right there. So if you thought you were going to do any editing on it, probably not. <laughs> that may be the limitation Yeah, we there. definitely don't want to send these things out unedited. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that wouldn't be no. good. That would not be okay. good. Okay, so let's review some additional software now. There is a company called Citrix that makes a lot of video and audio conferencing software for business. Uh, they have it branded under a number of different brand names. Uh, they have their own Citrix brand, but they also are the company behind GoToMeeting, GoToWebinar, and WebEx. Uh, so they own all of those brands. And as I said, it's very popular in business, but it has some significant limitations depending on which of the uh, applications you're using. And they're all based on very similar technology, maybe even the same technology. Uh, and which you use is dependent on what features you want. And of course, they charge a significant fee for using those features for the most part. The voice quality is, again, better than phone quality. Uh, it allows you to share your screen and you can see shared screens. At least with GoToMeeting, you can share your screen. And for GoToWebinar, the host is uh, conducting the webinar and they can share their screen and everybody else can see those shared screens. But with GoToWebinar, I don't think it works the other way around. The audience, if you will, can't share their screens. If you want that, you go to GoToMeeting and pay that fee or WebEx or some of the other Citrix uh, sharing software that's out there. Um, they do uh, have you download at least a plugin, if not the application itself, for using most of the software. And it's a browser plugin. Uh, video chat and video sharing works well with just about any webcam that works with your computer. 
And depending on which application we're talking about, the recording is available. It does. You have to turn on the recording ahead of time, of course, and it creates a file and saves it for sharing later on. Limitations. Uh, Linux users can't host a meeting. That's stupid. Using GoToMeeting. Yeah, you can participate, but you can't be the host. They also have similar limitations for mobile versions of the software. So if you're on a phone or you're on a um, an iPad or other tablet, you can't host a meeting. And I'm not sure what's what that's all about, but that is a significant limitation. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now, before we get into the next list of uh, applications we're going to talk about, I'd like to give you a little background on something called WebRTC. And that's a recent HTML5 technology that will have a link in the show notes to the webrtc.org website and the FAQs there. The balance of what we're going to talk about here uses this relatively new WebRTC standard for screen sharing and audio sharing and those kinds of things and video conferencing as well. Uh, it's really making this whole effort to share screens and uh, do video uh, and do audio conferencing much, much easier. And it's more compatible with just about any device or operating system out there, whether it's a mobile device or a full-fledged computer. We also have a, a link to an article on P uh, in PC World on chatting with WebRTC clients, and that I think you'll find useful. Now, we have one called Skype for Web, and it's also based on that WebRTC, and mm -hmm. that's mentioned in that PC World article. Right. Uh, some of the key features of the Skype uh, for Web is it has better than phone quality. You can share. You can see shared screens. You can share your screen. Uh, video sh sharing works well with just about any webcam that works with your computer. Uh, I don't know about the recording though because I've never used it uh, Skype for Web, but I, I believe there is a a way that you can record. But I'd have to uh, double check on that one. So. Right. Limitations, I don't know of any because uh, it's based on an HTML5. It seems to work on just about everything. Yeah, and it seems to be pretty new as most of this other technology is. So we may not be able to identify all the limitations of these things right up front. But I'm sure as they become more popular and people begin to use them, they, we'll uh, find out what those limitations are. And that PC World article helps with that information as well. So the next one, also WebRTC technology, is Firefox Hello. This is probably the most recent of this group of software, and it's available from the folks at Mozilla. We'll have a link in the show notes, of course. It is also better than phone quality, as will all of these uh, software programs, mainly because they're all using the same technology. Uh, again, you can share screens, you can see shared screens, video sharing works, and works with any webcam that's compatible with your computer. I don't think they have uh, recording built in yet to Firefox. That could change at any time. And I haven't really used it, so, uh, you know, other than the testing. So I haven't come across any limitations there either. Now, another one that uh, we've used, Larry, uh, was to go mm -hmm. to Meeting Free. Yep, and, tried that out. Yeah, tried that out. And it worked well. It had better than uh, phone quality sound. Uh, we could share our we could share our screens. You could I could share 
my screen you can share your screen uh, video sharing works well with any webcam that's recognized by the operating system but it does have a limitation limited to three users don't know why that is but uh, I think they want you to buy the meeting um, okay <laughs> that, that's okay that's the limitation they want you I think that's it but yeah, uh, you know it's it's great if you're doing you know a, a two or three host show like we're doing, or even two hosts and a and a guest. So it might just work out well. Or two hosts and a chief executive minion. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and it might be a backup for us if Skype continues to crash on us. Now, didn't that one have recording capabilities built into it, Larry? I don't remember. Because I think the full program does, and I think this one does too. But I. Don't quote me on that. I remember seeing something that said hit for recording, but uh, that's a little foggy because we, we looked at it about a month ago. Yeah. Let me hang on a second. Let me click on enter your room, copy link, share your screen. I don't see any recording. Oh, okay. Here. Maybe I was okay. hallucinating. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one, one of the nice things about GoToMeeting Free is it allows you to set up your own personal room, sign up, and you can get a uh, uh, specific name like Going Linux Room or something like that. I suggest you not pick that one because we have that. Yes, you can't have that one. We got that one already. Yeah. But, you know, realistically, I don't think there's anything preventing someone else from jumping into your chat room other wow. than the fact that you've only got three users oh, okay. so anyway uh next one is open talk rtc you can try this one with no obligation and as with all this technology again better than phone quality share your screen see shared screens works with any webcam recording is included in this one oh, okay uh one of the severe limitations is there are very little control uh utilities available and in fact i don't think you can even mute the microphone or turn off your webcam from the site what? so just be aware that when you go to open talk rtc it's free it's unlimited users but you got to see everybody else's mug and you can't mute if you're going to cough <laughs> oh wow so no getting out of bed and just starting recording huh well unless you get out of bed and you you look like a model or something. Uh, that never happens. <laughs> anyway, uh, so in conclusion, if you don't need to record or you use additional software to do the recording, just about any of these solutions will work for you. And of course, for those solutions that include recording, you don't need additional software, but you might want to use it anyway if you want to do some recording before you're, you publish something. So if you're recording a podcast or you're doing instructional videos or something like that and you're using the software additional software to do the recording and editing is probably warranted so based on our review here bill of all the webrtc applications we've reviewed what do you think is probably the best one so we talked about skype for web and firefox hello and go to meeting free and open talk rtc there are plenty more out there I'm going to not even go with the WebRTC. I'm going to go with Skype just because... You think so? Yeah, Skype works on every operating system known to man. It, uh, for the most part, is pretty solid. We've had, yes, we've had problems with it in the past, but if you really think about how much we use Skype to record our, our podcasts and talk to each other, and, you know, I used to talk to friends and family in California, etc., etc., uh, it just works. And, if, and you can always say hey 
jump on Skype and they know what it is. I, I don't think they would uh, know the same if you'd say, hey, just go to, um, you know, Open Talk RTC and I'll be on there in a minute because, you know, they might, what are you, what are you talking about? You know, so yeah, yeah. I think uh, for right now, Skype is the leader just because it's, it's out there. It's been out there for a while. They continue working on it. Uh, you know, I'm I'm willing to put up with some of the little bugs. That it, you know, it is free, and but everybody seems to either have Skype installed or know how to install it. So, yeah, I, the nice thing about the WebRTC applications is you can send somebody a link in an email that takes them right to the site, and they're logged in. Uh, and I think Skype for Web does that. Uh, Go to Meeting Free does that. I think any of these technologies that uses WebRTC. Uh, provides you with that kind of capability. So it might actually be an advantage that you don't have to install anything. It doesn't install plugins in uh, if you're using the WebRTC. It just works. And if you've got Firefox or Chrome or any of the standard modern web browsers, uh, it will work just fine. I don't know about Internet Explorer 6, for example. Probably not. Well, you're not going to have to worry about Internet Explorer because Microsoft's killing off Internet Explorer. Oh, yeah, they're calling it something else Yeah, now, I think right? they're going to base it on the same technology as, um, like, Chrome or something, from what I understand, so. Oh, okay. So they actually are killing uh, Internet Explorer. Yep. It's not just killing the name and calling it something yep, else. Yeah, they're just killing it. I think they're going to call it some something really cool-sounding from Halo or something. I don't know, but um, I've read that they're, they're killing it. About time, I mean, because, you know, we both agree, Internet Explorer... I never use it. I use it long enough to install Chrome or Opera, and then I never use it again. Mm, yeah, well, I don't use it at all anymore because yeah. I don't use Windows. This technology is coming along quite nicely, and I think as we get more and more towards using this kind of technology on multiple platforms, tablets and phones and things like that, the web client is going to become the right place to do this as opposed to having to install software. And I think WebRTC holds a lot of promise. I agree. Our next episode will be listener feedback. And until then, you can go to our website at goinglinux.com for articles and show notes, as well as links to download and subscribe. We are the website for computer users who just want to use Linux to get things done. And if you'd like, you can join and participate directly with our friendly and helpful community members by joining the discussion in our Going Linux podcast, Google Plus Community. Until next time, thanks for listening. 73. Theme music provided by Mark Blasco at podcastthemes.com.